Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my wonderful co-host, Kate Roberts. Hello, Kate. Hey, Wynne. How are you doing? I'm well. Good. I'm well. Good. How are you? I'm well, although I'm noticing as it's coming, it's early evening here, and the temperature in my office at home tends to rise in the last few hours, and it's got really hot in here in the last two hours. And the fact I'm complaining about the temperature in the British summer is something, you know. Mm. <laughs> I could complain about that. So, yeah, nice to get really nice weather. And then I'll complain about it. Well, it does set the stage for our topic, though. It does? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Well, what was your wonderful DJ link then from that? into our topic of the day um when we find ourselves complaining or it was your topic so you're gonna it have was. to introduce it <laughs> i always have to introduce my topic so this is yours and i think complaining is a nice segue right into your topic yeah so the topic that we were meandering about before pressing record today is around triggers things that get us up into our, into our heads. And, and for me, I can easily go to, to thinking something or feeling something, and then I will instantly go into my head and it will look really problematic and unfair or wrong or they're a fool or what's wrong with me or what's wrong with the weather and all that kind of stuff. So that's what we might meander about next. Mm the triggers that we have and how funny they can seem. And I had two, two that really, <laughs> that I find I easily get triggered about when somebody says you guys, and the other one I'll come on to in a moment. And it, it's funny because here's what I notice about that phrase. Every time someone says the phrase, you guys, I totally stop listening. I'm completely in my head because I've, I've made a solid innocently, but still, uh, still a bit nuts on this one, a solid meaning when someone says you guys. So here's what I've made up. It means it's gender exclusive. So at least half the population will not relate to the phrase, to the word guys, at least half the population. And the other, the other thing that I don't like about it is that it is it diminishes the the personal. So for example, so if I say the phrase, hey, you guys listening, well, it's only you listening. There's one of you listening right now. Listening is not a um, I don't know, maybe it's not a group activity. It comes into your own ears, this singular set of ears. So it's 
you the listener, not you guys listening. So to me, it makes something really impersonal and gender exclusive. And therefore, I've made up my mind that I don't like it. And as soon as I hear it, I switch off. So who's the fool? Them or me? I can <laughs> absolutely guarantee that the fool be me. It be me. <laughs> the other trigger. That, huh? At least you know this. Oh, I know this. I know this. The other thing is as well, right, is that the other thing that's funny with triggers on mass is that it looks to me like it's them or it causing this. It's the phrase or the situation that's causing my trigger. It looks outside in. It really looks like the thing that's making me feel a certain way or think a certain way. When, of course, it's just not true. It's me that's think my made-up impression or made up meaning of what you guys actually mean it's all me all me now i still don't think it's a smart phrase but the fact that i mull over it all the time and i've got so much on it it's just like give it a rest when seriously <laughs> you're gonna let two words that come together like that get under your skin sorry yes i do and i confess the other one uh, that I, a word I don't like is when someone says, oh, it's really complex. Because to me, here's what I've made up about that. Complex to me is one way of describing something that they don't understand. Because in Wynne's opinion, and this is just my opinion, I think things at a certain level, everything is simple. Everything is simple. And yet anything can look complex. And when someone says, oh yeah, it's really complex, I'm thinking, yeah, because you don't understand. And if they say it's really complex, I don't care. I want them to make it simple so I understand what might look so complex. So as soon as someone says it's complex, there I go again into my head, thinking they're a fool, thinking they don't understand. So I've put a lot of meaning and solidity around one word, that I've made up a massive story about, and the trigger's all in me. Nothing to do with them. It's no different from any other word in the English language, apart from the fact I've got a meaning on it. So a couple of things showed up for me while you were talking. The first one, which I did not mention to you, before we started this conversation was I was literally listening to a podcast right before we got on about how triggers don't exist, <laughs> which is essentially what you said, essentially what you said, that they don't exist, that we're only ever dealing with ourselves which I think is, is interesting that you brought that up as a topic, but still kind of fun to explore. Mm. And the second thing that showed up was more of a question. So when you're dealing with, in a coaching situation, let's say you're in a coaching situation and your client's going on and on because it looks very real that whatever triggered them 
has everything to do with something outside of them. What do you say? And they believe it. Like there's, you know, it looks really real. Yeah. That I'm triggered because they did this or they said this or this is happening. How do you support them in that? Well, it'll vary what I do. It'll vary. Because my initial reaction, the first time you ask that when I'm with a client, I'd want them to, to see and understand a bit more about what's going on. But then when you said it slightly differently the second time, how do you help them deal with that? If they're really in it in the moment, I'm not going to start poking around and yeah, it's just, that's not the way it works. I'm not going to get into that conversation about this is how it really works with them because they're not ready for that potentially in that moment. So I will let my own wisdom, real-time responsiveness run the show about what to say or do. And yet, the one thing given what you just said would be, let's say somebody was saying to me, well, they did this to me or they said this to me that made me feel this and I'm really angry now. And the clue there is that if, if they're feeling angry now about something that isn't happening now, that's interesting. So if mm -hmm. the feeling is now about something that happened in the past, how does that work? Well, to me, if our feeling response is happening at a different time from the event, then it isn't the event. So I remember vividly talking with someone a few weeks ago about being, and they were upset about somebody else in their life. And they were really upset. And at some point they calmed down enough for me to be able to just like, you know, just to take a, a, a gentle poke around with their permission for them to see what's happening. And I said how, something like, how do you account for the fact that you're feeling this now when they're not here? And, you know, silence and then, well, what do you mean? Well, if you're feeling this now about them and they're not here, how does that work? And just an opening up of a little bit of curiosity. And with more and more curiosity in them and less being in the feeling of anger or resentment towards this other person, they can just get a little bit more, well, that is interesting, isn't it? I'm feeling something and they can't be the cause of it because they're not here. It's impossible for them to be the cause if I'm feeling it now. So that's what instantly came up when you mm. asked those, that question or those two questions that were slightly different. What do you do? You mean like, what are my triggers? Well, I was going to ask that, but when I was, you know, before we started recording, I asked you that and you said, oh, none of them come to mind right now. And I went, okay, St. Kate again. Uh, what do I do? Um, sometimes I notice 
talking to anyone that really believes that it, it's because of something outside of them that they're caught up. And it kind of depends on the situation. Sometimes with people, um, you know, that have a sense of how things work, that are still kind of in that place, like I find myself in as well. Sometimes I'll tell them a story about me and all of a sudden we're, we're out of that thing for them, right? Now it's about me and, you know, I can talk about when things look really real for me. Sometimes it's also fun to, um, to invite people to take it to an extreme, which ends up being really funny sometimes because they'll take their trigger and they'll just like lean into it and like, oh, and then you'll just kind of like encourage them to just take it as far as they can take it, as extreme as you can possibly imagine. And then it ends up, they end up laughing at themselves because it's so big and it's so, you know, they've given themselves permission just to go all the way into this like, ah, super. And so it kind of depends on the person. Not everybody loves to go all the way because then they're, you know, they're further into their noise, but sometimes something about it is so extreme and so funny that they just, they're done. <laughs> they're done. And we laugh and it's, you know, because it is transient. You know, what you've just said, or one way of saying what you just said is it takes it out of the personal and into the, the human being, the universal truth that we all do that. We all have things that look like it's the causes to the outside, and that's how thought works. For humans, it will look like it's caused from the outside. It's not true, but that's how it will look. That's true for every human. So it's really cool, I think, to what you just said about, I will share a story of me. Yeah, it can really help because it isn't personal. A person having a trigger that looks like an external cause is not front page news. And we all do that. We all got that going on several times. Well, I was going to say several times a day. Maybe that's just me. Totally human. So... <clears throat> have you thought of any triggers in the time? Uh, yeah, I'd love um, to hear. There's something about, I live um, in Florida, as you know. And what I'm finding, because my daughter just turned 16, is that things work very differently around here as far as learning how to drive. They don't take a class, it's like an online thing, right? So they can actually, <laughs> I'm so serious. They get their permit, their learner's permit for a year to drive, but all they have to do is do a couple things online and they're on the road. <laughs> and uh, that should tell you something about, you know, there's a lot of people on the road that have never been before they drove. We're never in a simulator, never with a teacher in a car. 
um, didn't actually have to sit in a class and learn any of the rules. They just kind of take a lot of things online. And one of my triggers, if there is such a thing, obviously, is when someone in front of me, we're all getting on the interstate where people are going, you know, anywhere between like 65 to 90, right, down here. Uh, and they put me on at like 40 miles an hour. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, something about that. I'm like, oh, now we have to get into traffic going like 40. Something about it. Mm -hmm. Which is so unsafe, but there's nothing you can do about it because they're in front of you. Yeah, that's one of mine. That's one of mine for sure. Hmm. Okay, I have another one, more personal. And it's really complex. <laughs> well, now I've gone. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> I, just to, I was trying to fit that word in. And I'll try to do it. It didn't as work. Well. I saw through that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when... Let's say you're in a disagreement with someone and they go grab stuff from the past that you've done and just toss it at you. You know, it's a good tactic. Obviously it works because it's one of my things, but like, you know, when they're like all of a sudden, all these things from previous things or things maybe you're not proud of and they just like, right into the middle of the conversation. I'm sure I've done it to someone else. Yeah. And then I'm not in the same conversation anymore. I'm in that other one and now it's like charged up. Yeah. I fall into that chat very, very easily <laughs> because of me, my shame. Yeah. My lack of perfection when I didn't get it right. I've remembered another. Okay. It's constantly and far more broad than a word or two that I'm shared earlier on. When I perceive someone else's actions and not considerate of other people. Mm -hmm. Oh, geez, that gets me. Gets me. Thankfully, I'm laughing at myself now because <laughs> it it's a big leap that I make from someone's actions into the meaning I make of their actions. Yeah. And it's all me making up. Me too. Like if I were really listening, you know, for that last example that I gave, I would know that they must be really hurting to break out the big guns and pull all that other stuff into this. And, uh, but I'm not, I'm in my own meaning of it. The meaning I can give it. Yeah. And I'm not listening. I wonder if we're ever really listening what? 
I wonder if we're ever really listening. <laughs> you totally win. You got me. Dang it. Fell for that like so easily. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was good. I like you. Um, how well we're really listening if we're quote unquote triggered. Mm. Can we hear anything? Can we see anything? Can we even be in reality at all when we're in that? Mm. I wonder. Yeah, I don't wonder. I know we're not. Well, I know I'm not. I can speak for myself. Because until I see through the that, until I see that it's all in me, no. Because I'm all in me. There's nothing. There's, I'm not looking correctly at things. I'm not seeing things the way they actually are. I'm in my meaning of what I'm seeing and certainly in the meaning of what I'm hearing. I'm all about me. Yeah. In my meaning of what I've made of words, actions. Yeah, I, they're not even there. It's all me, me, me. You know, it's, it's interesting. I think a few weeks ago, I was, I spent half a day with somebody and I was, I was annoyed at them for about an hour at this. I was thinking, why am, it was a non-professional thing. It wasn't a client. I thought, yeah. why am I annoyed at this person? And then I had this other realization, of course, I'm not annoyed at them. I'm just annoyed. I've got some stuff in my head that is rattly, really rattling on in my head. Nothing to do with them, which is a relief. Because if I'd have acted on it, that could have caused a rift. I could have made up an argument when it was not an argument to be had. Because it was just my state of mind that looked really, when I didn't look low or anything, it, but it was only my state of mind that was at play. Nothing else. So at some point I remember asking myself, how come what they said is such a big deal to me? Big deal to me. Just curious. That enabled me to get back present again and to be less, mm. well, to be listening again and to be open, open-eyed and open-eared again to them as opposed to me ruminating in my own BS in my head <laughs> and staying there and making more BS out of BS. But we're so good at it. I know. <laughs> Masters, <laughs> masters of making up meaning. <laughs> we all are. I find that when I hold things lighter, whether it's moods or triggers, or even my response to so-called triggers, Holding our experience just a little bit lighter always feels like I'm meeting myself. Mm. Who I really like coming home on anything. And to me, what you just reminded me of is that when I'm aware of the feeling again of 
being annoyed at something or someone, that feeling is telling me one thing. I'm in my head and I'm not at home and it's got nothing to do with them. The more outside in it looks, the more in my head I am. The more it looks like they're the cause, it's the cause out there. The thicker the story in my head is nothing else going on. It's a wonderful thing to remember. So it's it's a it's a real friend, that feeling that sometimes doesn't look like one. But it's a really, you know, not a gentle nudge, it's a really pointy nudge pointing me back to, wait a minute, you're just making stuff up now. That's what this feeling is. One day I might catch on quicker. Who knows? And it is, you know, that's been true for me that I am catching on quicker to at least being curious and being less in my reaction to other things and other people, a lot less in my reaction to that. And then more curious about how come that's a big deal to me? What am I making up? It's fun. Fun to notice. I find it very easy to, to, to see the things that aren't perfect. And then, to, you know, to talk about it. So I've, I flew with an airline I've not flown with for, I don't know, maybe eight years. I flew back from Seattle to London very recently at the time of recording. And uh, there were a few things in, in the flight that I thought, well, that's just, how on earth do they get that wrong? Right? It's puzzling to me. But I enjoy the fact that I can laugh at how wrong things are as opposed to, yeah, let's campaign against this airline because of this, this, this. And I find it funny that I whinge and I find it humorous. I find the, I find the grinch in me and the grouch in me very amusing. And I like that as opposed to the grouchiness of me then ruining my day. I find the grouchy in me very funny. Now, no one else tends to, right, when I voice it out. But as long as I'm entertained by me there, then that's good enough for me. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Kate. And thank you, all you guys. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> uh, you've been listening to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with Wynn Morgan. If you have any questions or comments or topics for us to discuss, please reach out. Our details follow the podcast wherever you're seeing or listening. And uh, have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and Kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.